Gentlemen, start your engine. Good afternoon, radio. For those who don't know, Radio Hotler. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Sorry about the little uh, um, um, technical goodies. Radio Hotler. Hot, 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 oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Good evening, viewers. Good evening, John. So far, so good. Haven't seen a lot of the place. I've only been here, um, well, nearly several hours, I suppose, by now, after a very pleasant flight from Melbourne to Abu Dhabi. But um, having a look at things on a cursory basis, it's as impressive as you would expect. We saw it on television last November with the first Abu Dhabi Formula One Grand Prix, and the the track here is it's the best of all the new generation tracks that have been built over the last, what, 10 years or so. It's just more of everything, more architectural splendor, uh, more hotels in and outside the track. And um, as I say, so far, so good. The weather's nice. Early this morning, in the taxi from the airport to the hotel, I didn't see anything of what the countryside's like at all because it was just a thick pea soup fog. And that persisted until about, what, 10.30 in the morning. So even looking out of my hotel uh, room out from the balcony, I didn't see a lot until the sun uh, actually burned the fog off and even then it wasn't the greatest sight ever. There's a pathetic little golf course down below us and then just lots of sand. But actually in the distance there seemed to be some... I've seen it before but I don't quite know what it is. It's just this... It's like almost like an apparition. It's just this big silvered disc. Um, I must find out what it is. But... Um, in the press room here at the moment in the media centre. <laughs> Actually, we're in the secondary press centre. Um, upstairs is the main press centre, which would media centre, which would hold about probably 500 members of the media, but uh, that'd be overkill. So they've got a secondary one, and that's lavish by V8 media centre standards. And um, as I'm speaking to you, I'm just gazing out over part of the marina anyway. And there's probably how many? At least three, maybe four. Um, you know, those sort of, you know, super yacht type things, not the really, really big ones that carry helicopters, but the sort of um, uh, sea craft that you have to be very rich to buy. So um, I don't know if most of them are out on the water today and will come back later, but um, it's quite impressive in, a, in its own way. Is this an FIA sanctioned event? Uh, in the sense that uh, the V8 Supercar Championship Series um, is an FIA-sanctioned championship, yes. Oh, the reason I asked is I just thought perhaps that might be Flavio's yacht. And he's having a bit of a, sort of a back door. Yes, well, that's a good point, worth investigating. I'll keep my eye out for him. I suspect not, though. But, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, the FIA doesn't have a heavy presence here, um, but it is under the auspices of the FIA just because... Um, it has in, because it has international rounds, rounds outside of Australia and indeed Australasia, um, it needed FIA sanction and it's got that. But it's not an FIA championship as such, not like Formula One World Rally Championship. Um, what else has got official FIA status? The FIA GT Championship, etc. How did you enjoy the uh, flight over with uh, Eddie had, Mark? Not as much as you anticipated I would. <laughs> I didn't overindulge. I didn't um, 
raid, <coughs> excuse me, the wine list and go mad. No, it was good. I only had a couple of drinks because it was a very pleasant flight, remarkably pleasant. Uh, virtually from the time I checked in to the time I got I got out, I got off the the plane and got out of the airport, the level of service was um, superb, and it was quite interesting. On the flight um, were a few notables. Gary Rogers, team owner, was um, sitting near me. So was um, John McMillan, who's the boss of uh, Wilson Security, uh, which sponsors one of the teams. <laughs> was Gary wearing his, like, gold dollar chain? <laughs> that would have been no, no, he wasn't, he wasn't in the bling mode. He was just wearing a, a, a T-shirt and jeans. And um, the biggest surprise was um, sitting... Um, not far away, I didn't realise this until the end of the flight, was um, Marin Barella, the president of Ford Australia, who... Um, it's, a feast or, it's a feast or a famine, isn't it? You don't, you don't see boo from them for the last year or two, and now they've suddenly decided they're back in V8s in a big way, um, putting actual financial support, as we've discussed, into Dick Johnson Racing. And um, Marin Barella, the big boss out of Broadmeadows, um, has actually found time to come over in here and watch the first event of the V8 Supercar Championship Series at least. His so that's, and that's only the third round he's actually attended officially, of the third meeting, because third meeting, yeah. I think it was at the Grand Prix last year, he went to Homebush, he made it a, uh, you know, an overnight visit to Bathurst to address the teams and drivers, didn't actually stay for the racing. So this is his third actual race appearance. As I said, feast or a famine, you don't hear boo from them, then you can't get rid of them. And their new, their new motorsport manager, Chris Starring, is also over here. Will you uh, have a chance to uh, address perhaps some of the readers, uh, the AA readers' negative compa- uh, comments uh, with Marin? Maybe of his overly technical or marketing jargon? Uh, I'm not sure it's my place to advise him. He has um, perfectly good... You are the man <coughs> to ask the hard questions. We are advisors. Um, but I don't know if I get the chance, I might make the point to him that, you know, if he'd been a little more <clears throat> open and less obscure, um, the fans mightn't have been up in arms so much about, um, you know, well, it's, <laughs> it was more about, I think you're talking about the interview that I did with him and that appeared in the magazine earlier this year. Um, you know, he, he, he well, how, I can't explain, explain it any more clearly than... He talked a lot and said very little, um, which is a bit surprising because in the end they actually had quite a lot to say, but he chose <laughs> at that moment um, not to expand and not to sort of issue the assurances that you think that he might have given that he knew what was coming up. But anyway, that's all in the past for uh, at least showing signs of willing and um, you know they're increasing their presence in V8 supercars. So for the Ford fans, um, that's at least slightly comforting. comforting. Well, uh, folks, I hope you have a great weekend over there. Look forward to talking to you uh, during the weekend, if, if for, maybe for just a, a small chat, and also hoping that all the drains are nicely welded down so that Frosty doesn't have to go through an incident like he did a few years ago at Shanghai. That was Shanghai, yes. Yes, that was a, that was a very close call there, well remembered. All right, well, Jono, good to talk to you, and I'll but, look but, forward but to being ambushed on that again. Before you go, yes. because you know yes, you can't get off quite that lightly. You know that it's... <laughs> mini tech time. Now, mini you're tech. closer to Barcelona than we are, because Mobile World Conference has been on 
Microsoft has announced Windows Mobile 7. Have you heard anything on the way over about this sort of stuff and what's been going on in that space with the uh, Android platform? Because I know you are a bit of a, a, uh, an expert on this area. Really? Oh, since when? But yes, I did read a little bit about it but before I left. Um, from what I read, it didn't excite me. It's a bit underwhelming. I mean, my impression is that Microsoft are still um, behind the eight ball in, in terms of their, uh, what is it, I guess the user interface and, and uh, for their um, smartphones. They're still way behind Apple and um, Android. Nothing excited me. What do you reckon? Well, I think that, uh, as JP and I had said on the way home in the car, but we were probably droned out by the, the road noise of his, uh, his uh, STI, um, that, that it seemed you know, logical that when Microsoft starts to put their energy into focusing on, on their operating system for phones um, as opposed to their operating system for uh, desktop machinery and and they're, they're, the team that have produced the Zoom music player and the Xbox 360 have been very successful units. I think they're getting that they're getting that idea and they're putting that all together. Um, that's the rusty sausage saying hello, but um, uh, yeah, uh, that's all, it's all very good. Um, the other uh, one, a little bit of motorsport news uh, that I burglars might be burglars, John. Burglars, rust, rust. Is that um, isn't it great that Lotus uh, have had a, a great run with their um, with their new car on the first day of testing in in Jerez? Well, uh, that's perhaps that's a little bit of marketing speak, but the car looks lovely, and uh, it's a great it's great for the sport to see such traditional colours, almost the reverse of Australia, to return. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess it was a strong start for them to be running reliably. Um, I gather they didn't have the power steering fitted to the car. That's um, still to come for the second day's testing. Um, that'll make it a bit easier in the dry conditions if it if it remains dry or becomes dry. I haven't caught up with that. The latest state of play on the weather and the testing there. But, yeah, it's, it's quite a good-looking car. It's an interesting project. It, it actually has no lineage back to the old Lotus Formula 1 team whatsoever, um, apart from the name. But... Um, yeah, there are some serious people behind it, starting at the top with um, the boss of the New Look Lotus, Tony Fernandez, who's also the, the, the boss and owner of Air Asia, um, and Mike Gascoigne, the um, technical director, if you like. So there are you know, some serious people, and um, I think from memory, um, in its first hit out, it was um, quicker than the other newcomer, um, Virgin Racing, who have thrown their lot entirely with... Um, you know, com- computerised design, haven't gone near a wind tunnel, um, and they seem to be struggling just a little bit with, um, you know, their totally digitally designed car, but we'll have to see. It's all speculation until the Formula One circus kicks off um, next month in Bahrain. Uh, it be interesting to hear what uh, um, Gascoigne Essex has to say when he's perhaps to be allowed to be unmuzzled in the light of the, the current cover of Time magazine, which is really talking about the demise of the Toyota Corporation in light of their, um, the, the problems that have been there with the press. Uh, uh, this is the company which had uh, pretty much, well, the Toyota way, had, uh, had pioneered just-in-time production, perhaps first seen outside the automotive industry by Michael Dell's 
Dell computer operation and today very much so seen by, by Apple. Perhaps their expansion rate had been too high, but they seem to be having all sorts of troubles. Um, and, and perhaps, uh, you know, uh, historically, uh, the egotistical nature, maybe, of the Japanese uh, people have now have caught up with them. It'll be interesting oh, to see. Toyota certainly is under siege. It's, a, it's a, just a, a PR debacle for the, the company, and I think... Um, how many have they been so poor? At the moment, it's turning out to be the Toyota the the wrong way because um, they've just handled so far this very bad. They've handled the whole thing very badly. It's uh, hard just as to they understand. handled their Formula program very badly, I might add. Yeah, it's, it's really hard to understand exactly how that could go so off the rails. But uh, perhaps a classic case of taking taking their um their their eye off the ball, folks. It's been great to talk to you, and it's good to see you had a good shave. Um, mate, uh, you're looking uh, quite um, quite uh, a dapper over there for for the for the Middle East, and uh, more than I can say for a parent, uh, an apparent return to Formula One with uh, the Stefan Grand Prix, none other than your old mate Yarks. Yarks. Jacques Villeneuve. Oh, Jacques Villeneuve. Oh, has he fallen in with them, has he? Well, he's been sniffing around for a while. Is, um, is that the best he can do? Well, oh, how the mighty have fallen. Well, mate, he was Mind dri- you, they'll he be, was they're probably ready for the first round of the world. The 24-hour of Spa earlier in the year, and he didn't seem to mind that, so who knows where he's going to end up. Well, that Stefan GP mob might actually get a start because... For, <laughs> Somehow they seem to be ready to go, having bought lock, stock and barrel Toyota's uh, what was planned to be their 2010 car and engine. So they've shipped it all down to Bahrain and they're just going to be ready to go when uh, more than likely at least two of the uh, new teams, the start-up Formula 1 teams, um, don't get there and they're going to say, well, here, we're ready to go. Give us an entry and let us run. You've got to admire their gumption. You've got to. Mate, thanks for uh, saying hi. I uh, hope the practice today goes great and you enjoy yourself. Look forward to seeing the coverage and uh, say hi to all the, the regular scoundrels over there for us and speak to you in a day or so or before. Will do, mate. Good to chat. Talk to you next week. Not a chance you're getting drunk, is there? <laughs> None whatsoever. Good night, viewers. Good night.